Good day, Buffet. Sorry to keep you waiting. Your table is ready for How You Can Eat, a weekly comeback of K-pop commentary. My name is Chuck, and I am one of the co-leaders of this show. It is good to be back. I know Al Mark was hosting our special last week, so I had to take the reins from him. But we all know that we want him to be the real leader of this podcast. So make sure to tweet at Alamark and at the po- or at the Twitter account and make sure you know or you let him know that he should be the real host. But I am the host this week and each week on How You Can Eat, we take a brand new release and let you know what we think about it. But before we get to that, I've got to introduce you to one other leader of the group. Unfortunately, Alan Mark cannot make it due to previous uh um i guess engagements or responsibilities so you listeners are in for a treat you're in for the very first debut of the second subunit of how you can eat coined by steven this this subunit oh uh, well you know what steve why don't you right. introduce our subunit okay okay sure okay let's why don't we chuck why don't we do the uh the the greeting that we practice a lot right okay ready on a dual set uh well done <laughs> we are steak uh wait chuck chuck why didn't chuck why didn't you oh, do sorry. the oh, greeting God. That I'm, we so, did it I'm so, so sorry. many times Okay. I'm so sorry. I know. I I knew. You, I I know you told me to practice, and I didn't practice. So. Ah, well, a lot of well, well, miscommunication already. Did I did I mention that this is not the best subunit? <laughs> <laughs> the second of three possible <laughs> is a spam. Are we going with Sam or spam? I I think spam. I proposed spam. Got it. But our group is. Two of us. It's it's steak spelled S T E C H. We're using the first letters of our names, and it is a loose kind of A to C homage to our favorite <laughs> debut group from last year, Stacy. So yeah. at least Stacy <clears throat> makes phonetic sense when you actually pronounce the the words. But for us, it's like oh, I guess it'd be stay stick. Stick? Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Stick? Stick? Well, it's actually Stacy when you read it. That could be more like steak than us. <laughs> steak. Then here we go again with me infringing on an existing K pop <laughs> group like I did last week with. um, Who was that? I forget. Anyway, you, uh, oh, you heard it. You, B to B, there it is. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, you heard his voice. He is none other than the one that hails from NYC. It is Steven. How are you? Hello. I'm I'm doing well. It's the quietest Wednesday that we've recorded on thus far. <laughs> I know. <laughs> really What a what a Wednesday to close off the month, you know? Well, yeah. Unless Just silence. Unless we're counting <laughs> unless we're counting GameStop drama. <laughs> but that's gonna be our, our future. Uh, yeah. how, how how you can uh, how you can bid or how you can gamble <laughs> or whatever. That's our offshoot podcast where we talk about stocks and stocks. Wall Street bets and everything. But that was that was an insane day of day trading, and you can yeah. read all about that uh, <laughs> anywhere, Any, anywhere, anywhere, yeah. anywhere, and video game news sites. 
regular news sites, even um, <laughs> even your grandmother is going to call you and say like, what is this game, this video game I keep hearing about? <laughs> so, so uh, if you uh, if you're somebody who made a lot of money from all of that stuff, good for you. You game the system. If you're somebody who lost a lot of money, bad for you, but also good for us because you yeah. normally game the system. So it's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's only fair that you share the wealth. Uh, it's funny that it's a uh, they chose GameStop. Um, of all yeah. the uh, of all the stocks like, to mess with the returns you get from them, <laughs> like, <laughs> the mm. the memes the memes from all that news is was so great, yeah. uh, especially ones involving GameStop's return policy yeah. and their normal <clears throat> business practice. Anyway, that is for our as for another uh, podcast that we'll record. But today, today. I'm excited about today because we are going to be covering a group that has been around forever, a yeah. group that's been started during my generation of K-pop and it's it's just exciting to see them back, to see them um in their more adult forms, I would say, cuz especially looking at some of the album covers of <laughs> their original albums, like <laughs> they for sure had more hair. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. So, um, but before we get to all that fun, I'm going to throw it over to Steven, who's going to dish out the specials of the week. Right. Okay. So I have another set of exciting releases for this week. Uh, usually I do five, but I was compelled to add one more. So we'll have six mm. that I'm going to mention this week. But first, starting off on Monday, we had Bobby release a uh, full album called Lucky Man with the uh, lead single called You Mad. And <laughs> is that spelled with a U or a Y-O-U? You got it with the U. <laughs> all right. Perfect. All caps as well. Um, <laughs> perfect. Same day, the singer Cold, he's the singer of the band Off on Off, released his mini album called Idealism and there at that that one has a music video for the song museum it's kind of a cool I, I like that band a lot but he's a good singer uh the boy band or boy group golden child released a mini album called yes uh and their lead single off that is called burn it and then yesterday big release Ooh. uh Dreamcatcher released a mini album called dystopia road to utopia and there Lead single is called Odd Eye. So, uh, uh, just Odd Eye. Just, yeah. Um, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> um, I was going to say, the, we, were, we were planning to record a Dreamcatcher episode um, today, but then we figured one day to <laughs> yeah. listen to that album was going to be way too much to ask. Right. So uh, happy that we're uh, covering the the group that we're covering today. Yeah. Well, th well, thanks, Stephen. Two uh, more. I have oh. two more. Oh, there's two more. Yes, oh yes, my god, I felt like I felt like Dreamcatcher would have been the. Uh, the I, uh, I, end I was point. just going chronologically, yeah. but uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, today we got a new song from IU called "Celebrity." It's like a pre-release single ahead of her album, which is coming out, I think, next month. And then the sixth one I wanted to add was tomorrow. Uh, Hyona is releasing a mini album called I'm Not Cool. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. I, um, 
I, uh, yeah, I, I realized that we are recording. So we're recording this on Wednesdays. So That's right. If, if you're listening to us Tomorrow, on Friday, yeah. uh, I always, yeah. <laughs> um, Yona came out yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And you can figure out the rest from there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I wanted to, uh, just really quickly talk about what I did last night. Yeah. Um I I know Hyona is not um part of uh Luna but <laughs> but I She's what I not. did was take every every like every group we've been talking about mm-hmm. and every single like you know idol and start to look at their faces more cuz uh, you know I'm I'm very much a sonically or uh, you know I'm listening to K-pop more sonically you and Alan Marks uh are more versed into the culture of k-pop so you you understand more of the the personalities Mm -hmm. and the lives of these groups so i was like no you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna be like these guys i'm gonna start watching luna tv i'm gonna start remembering who people are and then i was like okay i'm so happy that they just keep flashing for at least luna they they it's like the start was these really quick 20 second clips right and so I'm just like having these flashes of these people's faces yeah. and their and their names, and I'm just like, okay, Hejin, Hejin, that's Hejin, Hejin, Paris. She's part of Paris. <laughs> like so, you know, I'm like quizzing yeah. myself, like just trying to like catch up to you guys. And so, Hyona was one of the, you know, not Luna, but I, I got a whole bunch of other groups and just started memorizing faces wow. because. Yeah, so I I I wouldn't say like I've memorized everyone. Luna was what I targeted first, and then I started moving on to other uh, idols and groups. But yeah, so it's just funny you mentioned mentioned yeah. Luna. Well, Chuck, I don't know if you saw the latest, like what number Luna TV they're at now. But <laughs> I, I think I saw it from Alamark. But yeah, go ahead. that's right. They just released <laughs> number seven hundred. So. <laughs> And and it just pro- gets progressively longer as they, well, it's still, as they keep... it's still about a minute long, but there okay. are a couple on the hundred that are like ten minutes or like five minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it is kind of funny how uh, how they decided to break them up into chunks like that. But that yeah, I, but... just like I don't, I don't know if they just wanted it super bite sized because you're just gonna watch them. Yeah. Unless they were like releasing one a day, so they just wanted like you know the metrics or something. It seemed like, that, like but... they were there was a longer time between releases before. Now they, like recently, it's been every day or every other day, so it seems oh. a lot more frequent now. So yeah, I I don't know how long it's gonna take for me to catch up to you guys with Luna TV, but I definitely will. And it's a lot of fun. And like I was saying, the problem is it's, you have to like pay attention unless you just want it in the background. Cause like, that's the thing with subtitles, right? You just, you, that's why I don't watch a lot of subtitles anymore. It's cause I'm trying to, I just like things in the background Mm. or like being able to overhear some things, but then, um, I don't know. For this one, I like I was like very focused, and I was just like, "I'm gonna catch up." Yeah, oh, yeah. cool! I'm on, I'm like so. Uh, last time I updated you, I was uh, on twenty, but now I'm on fifty. Oh, so, okay. So yeah, so I'm getting there. I'm getting hour. there. It's getting yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's actually a lot of fun. I shout out. I forget the who who uh, which YouTuber did it, but shout out to that one uh, Orbits 
who um who chronologically arranged yeah. every single <laughs> every single Luna TV because on the Lunaverse uh, YouTube channel or whatever, they have it with the most recent one first, and it's impossible to just keep clicking back and forth. So, so shout out to you. There, I forget your name, but I'll, I'll find you out later. There's actually even this like a website that lets you watch specific arcs of oh, like Luna that's TV. Amazing. <laughs> Someone like put this whole <laughs> thing together. It's really good. That's incredible. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, again. Just just in case you forgot, <laughs> How You Can Eat is a Stan Luna podcast. Yeah. So. I think we talked it, more about Luna than when it was just me and Alan Mark. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was, surprisingly. I know, I know. Um, I feel like we talk as much about Luna. I think we've talked about Luna more than we've actually talked about Luna in our actual <laughs> yeah. podcast. Like combined, yeah, if you take everything together. else. Yeah, way more than that one yeah. episode. So. so we'll start our uh, How You Can how luna can eat yeah there you go got it okay well we're not talking about luna (laughs) this episode but we'll definitely talk about them next episode but this week this episode again like i was saying at the top i was so excited to talk about or i was so excited to talk about this group because they have been um not only a favorite of ours i believe but also a, like a running joke that we like to uh <laughs> we we like to bring up anytime we bring up first gen groups it's always like it's it's i always go like hot god sas finkel and epic high um and so if you didn't if you weren't paying attention to the title of this episode we are covering epic high's latest release released on january 18th of this year it is entitled epic i or sorry epic high is here part one and i'm gonna throw it not to alan mark but to steven again to give us alan mark's rundown and uh kind of the history and we'll talk about uh um what epic high has been to us over the years yeah well so obviously alan mark isn't here to do his usual rundown but he did put together a bio uh, so I, I'm just going to go through what, uh, his notes on that. So Epic High is a hip-hop trio based in Korea. Uh, there are three members, the Canadian-Korean MC Tablo, the uh, MC Mithra Jin, and DJ Two Cuts. They formed in 2001 after Tablo returned from Vancouver and Stanford, where he actually got a master's in English literature, I believe. Um, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> and they, so they were an underground group until their big label debut in 2003 with the album Map of the Human Soul hmm, under Ulim <laughs> Entertainment. Their third album, Swan Song, in 2005, was actually meant to be uh, their last due to poor performance, but the album was very popular and catapulted them into being one of South Korea's most popular hip-hop groups. So fast forward to 2010, uh, when DJ Two Cuts enlisted. Um, around that time, Tablo was also harassed by, you know, those netizens who had, like, <laughs> came, who came after him over his, like, diploma and his whether or not he actually graduated from Stanford. And I guess at this time, 
document forgery was a big deal in Korea. So people were like really coming at him. I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I mean, again, internet age uh, gets, or the transfer of uh, knowledge gets better and better each generation with the internet. But I feel like in 2010, you could have at least found out that um, Tablo was, wasn't he like housed by like a professor or something? Like he was something like, like that. He was, he was like sponsored or something like that. So like he he stayed in some like a Stanford professor's home. I f- yeah, I remember. So it's just like like yeah. how can you not find that out? I mean, like that's pretty much. I don't think a Stanford professor would risk his career to like just harbor a fake you know yeah. student who did who like tried to forge their um, academics. But anyway, yeah, that's, um, that's yeah, um, but. Anyway, so Tablo was able to prove that he went to Stanford, but I think people still didn't believe him. They're like <laughs> Tablo, Stanford truthers. Uh, but he ended up um, actually leaving William Entertainment uh, to protect the company and the newly debuted Infinite. So, wow. And, and then he just kind of retreated and hid himself from the public eye. So, at this time, also, Mithra Jin enlisted. Um, Tablo, who's Canadian-Korean, was exempt from, from mandatory service. So, and he kept on writing music uh, to address like the, the trauma and hardships, I think, from that, that situation. But then, in 2011, he signed with YG and released uh, some solo albums. And then, the next year... And two cuts and Mithrajin finished their duties. They announced that Epic High would reunite under YG and come back as a full group. Um, and then in 2018, Epic High left YG, uh, but they still kept making music uh, leading up to the album we're talking about today, which is their 10th full studio album. I think I checked it. They're part of like William Morris. That's right. Uh, something like, like I think that's uh, what, like a big deal yeah. for, you know it's not that's not that's not a korean um you know m- music studio or music uh group or whatever that that's that's straight up uh who i i don't know who else they they have signed but that's like that's like big name yeah. status right there so i mean good for epic high i mean like uh good for tablo who like has like some sort of like not really a redemption needed but just more an overcoming of all this like basically the the horribleness that was the 2010s for him yeah yeah and you kind of you kind of can hear it in their music like i mean the first the first couple albums were exactly how you imagine late 2000s k-pop like really bright like almost um silly or joyful in a sense like um i think for me one of the first i mean i think the song that helped catapult them i believe this is from swan song was a fly from swan song or what was that from Uh, yeah so so, yeah yeah so fly like that that really catapulted them it really made it seem like hip-hop and rapping can be a very integral part of k-pop and like they're i would argue that they were the very first like official like hip-hop uh, rap group it wasn't like you know 
popified like it was in other uh, groups. Like this one was straight up like they are your classic um, Run DMC or Beastie Boys trio where it's like two MCs and a DJ. So. Yeah, I that's what I I think I that's why I latched on to them early on. I like mm-hmm. it seemed like they're very faithful to you know the the five elements of, of hip-hop but <laughs> yes and like you can tell that the production and everything about their their style it seemed to come from having listened to a lot of this hip-hop and just being steeped in 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 that music so i also just being able to understand tablo's lyrics often without needing to trans a translator or like having to find unofficial translations that you don't mm-hmm. quite know if they're if how accurate they are so and and i always thought he was like this very he was really skilled as a, a, a lyricist um and very clever i agree yes i agree and we'll we'll get more into that with uh, some of the tracks because uh, there's definitely some sort of there's some wordplay from a couple of them that i definitely liked and uh wrote down um but yeah the i will say epic high for me very much was first generation um and maybe a little bit of second generation but i really much i I really fell off uh in the middle like i didn't really like i i saw that they released stuff but at this point you're 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 starting to get um you're starting to get engrossed in like big bang and like wonder girls and then that that sort of becomes the the image of k-pop and it always it always felt like epic high was always always underground they were never really i mean for me they they may have gotten some mainstream popularity but almost instantly did they become more uh at least focused uh focused less on being k-pop stars and continue to maintain their authenticity with their uh their their love of hip-hop and uh, lyricism and everything like that so i i I was going through like a couple of the uh later 2010 releases and like they've been consistent ever since yeah like it's 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 insane how how good they still are and are able to adapt and it's weird looking at them now because i didn't look at I, i get my image of um uh, Mithra Jin is like dreadlocks or like you know like all that long hair and then same with Tableau like like <laughs> like almost like a yeah. mullet or something like that so it's just so weird to see them look like your classic Korean um uncles now because <laughs> yeah. uh because uh, they, they over their quaffed hair and everything like that it's just funny to see funny to see the transformation because like I I don't know what they look like in in the middle who knows um but yeah they, I actually think they kind of look. They haven't changed too much, really, <laughs> since like 2010. Oh, uh, they, I yeah, feel yeah. like they look very similar. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, maybe it was just the 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 late 2000s. I'm, what is what I'm thinking? Just maybe they're like their face, is like very much the same. They don't look like mm-hmm. they've aged, really. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, for for sure. Like, uh, for me, Mithra just like. The only thing that's different is that he lost more hair, I think, yeah, and then he got and then he got a goatee, yeah. So like, but for sure, Tablo still looks exactly yeah. the same. <laughs> he has not aged at all. Um, 
Well, good. Cool. Uh, we we can talk a lot about Epic High, but today we are talking about their latest release. Epic Eye is here, part one. And I didn't really have a plan for this album because I like I like thinking uh, the more I listened to it, the the more I liked it as a whole, as a concept, mm-hmm. you know. There wasn't really a standout track for me. I think for me, I I'm taking it all as one package. And I I think I would like to um, instead of just choosing like, okay, here's the first song, here's the second song. I think what we should do is maybe we can start talking about the overall theme of the album and then maybe sure. pointing out certain songs that kind of exemplify their intention with the message of this album. So um, well, usually we leave it to the end to talk about our final thoughts, but maybe we can push that to the front and then kind of just talk about our overall mm. uh, view. Uh, so, Steve, I'm curious to, to hear you, to get your general sense of um, where this album took you. Yeah. Um, mentally, emotionally, you know, all that fun stuff. Yeah. I mean, I actually had a lot of, there were a lot of different things I was thinking of, but what you just brought up about their consistency is kind of just the first thing that, after I, for my first playthrough of the album, I was thinking there's a lot of just classic epic high sound in, in like in, uh, across the album because you have almost like signature piano based like songs mm-hmm. and then they have a featured singer on it or like they're doing that kind of talk singing style. Um, mm-hmm. And then they they keep a lot of the same emotions or themes that i feel like they've had since their first album um which i kind of would identify as there being some some like poignancy but then through tablo's lyrics at least i think there's a lot of angst and like he has a lot of criticisms of society like the music industry and i I think he maintains that in this album as well, but he, they, they add some elements of the world that we are in or like that we experienced last year, uh, specifically titling a song like social distancing 16 Mm -hmm. or social distance 16. Um, yeah, I mean, I like, I was also thinking about he like thinking of that and how the last album or the maybe the only album that we've covered so far that really delves into the emotions from being quarantined what the the bts album be that we covered and thinking about how they were influenced like really heavily i think by epic high so much as even naming an album very similar map the soul Mm -hmm. so right yeah I, i don't know just like their status and then their i feel like this is there's a lot of continuity with their music up to this latest um, album. There's always been a interest with uh, their type of music. There's, it's it's very much, um, for me at least, uh, a a genre, a, a type of hip hop that I can always listen to. Um, uh, we've talked about it before. Uh, I forget with who, but for this one, Epic High is right up there with all the. Uh, all the really um, 
talented, like conscious rappers because I I I very much enjoy um hip hop that feels more um emotional or feels like it comes from a more mm-hmm. uh personal um standpoint. And so I did you get a chance to watch the documentary for this I did, album? Yeah. Me too. Okay, cool. It was great because I, I, I was like, I need I feel like I need them to tell me what this album is about. And like it's it was really nice to watch that. And like I would what I would do is I would listen to the song, then I would listen to the part about the song and then go like, okay, cool. I, I I'm like confirming some of my mm-hmm. thoughts with this song and then you know the the stylistic choices they decided to go with um but yeah i i wanted to i i forget if it was uh two cuts who said it or um mithra it might have been two cuts but they they were talking about how up until the point of making this album they were creating a lot of cold and dark songs and so they wanted to have like a whole new energy with this album and so they figured where is a place that is always summer so they they decided to record um practically all of the album in los angeles um i think also i don't i don't remember it might have been like the the beginning of last year so pre-covid they said something like in the title like uh los angeles pre-covid but it was uh i'm really I'm really happy they went that route because they talked about how they wanted to have a new energy. They wanted to work with brand new people and they wanted to tell like new stories. And so this, um, while this, while this kind of continues their trademark, you know, um, thoughtful sadness, uh, melancholy mm-hmm. type, type music. I thought it was kind of nice cause it kind of brought them to it, it they brought their their standard epic high style but then wrapped it in a more modern package which i feel like i've been saying a lot with uh, our groups uh, lately but but for me i i just felt after hearing this and hearing and like remembering what i loved about epic high i just realized that or that's when i realized that epic high is timeless and that they're like boa and they can just release whenever they want because they're they're not uh they're genuine and they're uh like i said authentic Mm -hmm. and it's just you're never feeling an artificial sense or you know like a manufactured sense with epic high and so the documentary definitely solidified that when you got more you know like more explanations like just straight up like like heart to hearts almost with the uh members of the group yeah even uh two cuts was like chiming in with uh yeah with uh with how he was producing some of these songs so um i think i think it'd be best then to hit up uh talk about the first two singles the two singles that had uh music videos with them so number let's start with track number two yeah rosario um I think I feel like I've been talking a lot about uh, Epic High. So why don't you uh, let our listeners know uh, what what were your thoughts about R- Rosario? Mm-hmm. 
I I really liked the song. I loved mm. the beat, uh, the the guitar. I don't know mm-hmm. if it was a sample or if like I, I get well it was a sample, I guess. But if I don't know if they just recorded it newly for this, but I really loved how that sounded. Uh, kind of gave it this almost westerny or like movie western, you know, sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- I liked how the the sample. There, there's this really small sound of the guitar, the press not be like where they play one note. You can hear it's not like a clean press down on on the frets. Um, mm, okay. And they but they kept it in. I don't know if it's because it, that was the sample or if they could have re-recorded it. But I, I just really like that you can hear it and they kept it in. But are you talking about like that one sound where it sounds it it sounds off? Like it's, it's like if you put your finger. Too close to the actual fret. Oh yeah, yeah. And then it, it kind of buzzes. It. Um, got it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think I remember hearing that. It's like a pop or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they keep it in, which is is nice. It feels even more like vintagey because they mm-hmm. don't fix it. Uh, but this whole song and concept was really cool. Um, the, the the features were great. Seal was really good on this track. I. Did almost wish. I was thinking about if she had her a verse, like yeah, but instead of the, just the chorus. I of, think yeah. it, it was it was good even without her. Um, but I think I was reading that they or Epic High had written this song and they specifically wanted CL on this. And That's if they cool. didn't get it, they were ready to just like. Discarded. Scrap yeah. this song. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good thing she's uh, signed up for because this is for sure in like my top top songs for the album. Yeah. Um. I I talking about CL. I wanted to point out the very beginning of the song with her little like, um, you know, oh, yeah. non-lyrical <laughs> singing. Um. It was so great because she was singing but also sounding like a trumpet at the same time. Like she was kind of going. She was. Um, sort of in tandem with the. I, I don't remember. If there's actually a trumpet playing. There are some but, horns in the song. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Not at that time. But yeah, um, it it reminded me of uh, a, a, like a, a trumpet that, or a horn that you would hear um, in like a a Latin ballad or something like that. Yeah. So so she sounds like yeah like you know so, like it was just great I, I i don't know i just caught that caught me immediately i was like oh that wasn't an instrument that was some that was i think that was mm-hmm. cl singing so i wanted to point that out about cl specifically yeah but uh okay actually I, alan mark also loved that melody in the beginning uh oh yes notes. he wants to give a shout out to the song being called rosario where that's the name where his dad's family is from in the Philippines. <laughs> cool. Shout out to Rosario Philippines. Yeah. Then. Well, we probably have a listener there. <laughs> 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 we'll check our analytics again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is Rosario in Metro Manila? That's where our main demo oh, is. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, well, if you're even if Rosario is not, uh, we'll, well, we we know you're listening, Rosario. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, this was, again, I, I, coming, coming from a long gap at Epic High, to hear a song like Rosario, I felt like it could have been, 
again a top 40 on the radio kind of playlist or kind of song like it's it's very it's very masterfully masterfully crafted yeah. in a very popular latin trap uh mm-hmm. manner and um i i mean even like the even the choice to bring in uh zico um, right. was very smart because it um you had tablo and mithra who are you know very i mean they can go back and forth between um more uh more muted rap or you know more uh you know soft softer rapping but then this one they're they're going like you know relatively hard right. but then yeah. to have zico come in to kind of like yeah smooth things out was was a great choice i, I believe and alan mark mentioned that uh well epic high has always balanced between the idol world and hip-hop world in korea but they got uh two of the best idol rappers cl a former yg and then one of the biggest na- current names in in korean rap uh right before he enlists so like th- that's just great timing also <laughs> for them <laughs> i i i was like trying to remember i was like doesn't cl rap more than she sings but then Maybe she does a little bit of both, but it it's it's she can uh, do it all. <clears throat> yeah she can everyone can do it all is what <laughs> I've realized. Um, let's see what else do they write? Um, yeah, I I don't really have anything else about the song itself, but I would love to go more into the music video when you're ready. Well, I think another point I think like lyrically that Alan Mark and I both kind of touched on or. Is that well? He says it's such a good "f the haters" type song, um, and the the line we both uh, looked at, or we both paid attention to, was that we paved the way for the others who are paving the way. And I think we we both are thinking about you know RM, Augusty, yeah, who who looked up to BTS so much, um, yeah. So yeah, but I think. The the video was was pretty it was pretty interesting. What what did you think? Well, my very first thought was that this would be perfect for an Instagram story. Oh yeah, because uh, <laughs> it's a hundred percent in vertical form, right? And it's and I think that played very well with the style of or with the uh, setting of the video. It was very much like a, an Inception hallway scene mm-hmm. where everything took place into in one location. I mean, they would branch off and cover different rooms but it's very much um trying to give you the sense of uh claustrophobia or like you know being trapped or nowhere to go nowhere to run very much you know um touching upon the themes of the song and um it was fun to see uh mithra in like you know um uh, does the what is korea's uh mob or i don't know what they're called but yeah, but he, yeah. he felt like a mob boss, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, like he he like totally, uh, totally uh, became that character. And I, I, I just felt like he would beat my ass like <laughs> if I uh, yeah. wronged him for sure. And so I think I think his men do. I think they kill Tableau. I forget what happens. But yeah, there's a uh, I, I thought it was very stylized. It was very cool. Yeah. Uh, CL's I, something I pointed out was CL's massive shoulder pads. Right. Um, I don't know if yeah. you remember, <laughs> remember those things, but uh, I think visually it was, you know, uh, uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of music videos now that are very much affected by COVID-19. And I, I 
didn't really get that sense. I mean, obviously it's all in one place, but I still feel like this was a very, you know, like well-budgeted music video. And yeah, I, I, I know they just look cool. Like a, a bunch of criminals who were, you know, um, like either double crossing each other mm-hmm. or, uh, yeah, I, it, 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 like it, 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 it exemplified what you were talking about, which is like the whole Western vibe, but like a standoff almost. And so it's just like your modern day standoff mm-hmm. inside of a, um, the, the raid hotel or something like that. So, <laughs> yeah, well, th- this video immediately brought to mind their born hater video. I think just mm, yes. kind of identical vertical framing, uh, again, everyone's conf- kind of confined to the small space. Uh, where they are sort of a different character. Uh, and like, I like how Two Cuts is featured in, in the videos too. Um, so again, it, I think it shows kind of their continuity within their own uh, videos and, and aesthetic and, and music too. Uh, but pretty much everything that, that you had said, like, yeah, it just looked really cool. Uh, I, I don't. I would. I don't know if I was really getting the story, but I liked how Zico looked like he was beat up, and then mm-hmm. he was carrying those bags of like I don't know money. It it did seem like one of, the, like it was inspired a lot just by the whole, all of the very hyper violent Korean movies that there are, like that are all yeah. about the the CD underworld that we never see except in all of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> for as nice as they are they have a deep dark uh under or like deep dark side um i wanted to point out one of the uh, notes that alan mark yes. said he he's saying that this for him is an early contender for music yeah. video of the year so th- that's high praise yeah. coming from alan mark because he doesn't like everything he, no. he very much <laughs> likes very specific things so to come out and say that this is a contender is yeah. is high praise for sure yeah. and I, I i would have to agree with him like it mm-hmm. uh, i mean obviously it's very early <laughs> but uh from what i've seen so far this very mm-hmm. this is a very stylized and um, almost cinem- cinematic yeah. um, music video, so um, that's pretty cool. Um, moving on though to the third track, which also has a music video. <laughs> Both of these videos came out on the same day, so I don't know which one. Obviously, Rosario is the lead single because that's the one with the most budget to it. But I would argue, well, we can talk more about the song also, but uh, just really quickly about the music video. I would argue that I like, I kind of like this music video more. I don't know why. It felt like, it felt like what I know Epic High to be, you know, 
um, like single shots, single wide shots oh, in yeah. like a random area, and then just like leaning on something, and then like looking up or down while rapping their verses or something like that. And then you have the uh, the featured, uh, you know, melody singer. Uh, He's, yeah, Hayes in this case, like just singing off somewhere else. Um, but yeah, I, I, I from I, I personally liked not only the video more, but I think I like the song more. Even though both both are for me very great, I think personally, I, I, I was gravitating towards track number three based on a true story and. Um, yeah, just to start, the reason why I gravitated towards it, because the, it had very classic epic high instrumentals. Mm. It had a very <laughs> melodic violin. Um, it, it's that, it's that Nujibi style where it's like, um, not really, you know, not really lo-fi hip hop beats to, to study to. <laughs> chilled cow. But <laughs> it's not chilled cow status, but it's still... It's still of that like that uh, that Dilla esque um, range where it's just very much the, the main part of this song is the beat and the words kind of just you know flow around it and I don't know I it was just nice to hear Hayes's like sweet angelic voice um, and then and then even the song like they don't even come on until like almost halfway through the yeah. song and it's just very much allows Hayes to just take center stage and i didn't mean for that to rhyme sort of um but it it it's just nice it was a nice um i don't know it, it continued the theme for me i think from w what i thought this album was going to be um which is very much um again that sad melancholy uh, but 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 um yeah i'll talk more about the song uh what, what were your initial thoughts yeah uh i thought that this, the instruments like the keys and the strings, they were really nice to listen to. And then that instrument at the end, which I think was maybe a melodica, like that piano. Oh, no, no. Those oh, things gotcha. you blow into. At first I thought it was like an accordion. And then... Oh, I thought it was a harmonica. It's not a harmonica? I don't it could think be, so. Uh, it could be what you were saying. Because I, I, I brought that up and then it was just, it was just a... It, it reminded me of like a French countryside. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I was thinking too. Yeah, like very, mm -hmm. a very sweet melody playing being mm -hmm. played. Um, but uh, the strings on this song reminded me of a very specific song. I don't know if you know, uh, "Village Ghetto Land" by Stevie Wonder. You know, I may if that I listen to it, I probably is will. On songs in the key of life, I think. But okay. um. Yeah, that that song also is just all like strings, no percussion, and but I kind of felt I would love to hear the DJ Two Cuts version of this song, which has a beat, <laughs> uh, and I think I don't know I might I might like it more depending on how what mm -hmm. what it, the choices were for the drums, but I kind of was wanting to hear some percussion on this. Um, yeah, I, I I could I could agree with that. Yeah, like it. It 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 wasn't, it yeah I I I can hear what you're saying because uh, because it's just this song is great but it could be greater in a sense like it could be more it could feel more complete but I I maybe that was like a artistic choice not to 
include such heavy beat to this yep. like just to really let the the rapping just you know just almost like a violin just like two instruments and mm-hmm. you know rapping yeah. so but uh alan mark felt that the arrangement was was beautiful he said the piano is really pretty on this um and he said that the arrangement can elevate the song from being more boring to being heartfelt and earnest, which I, I definitely agree with. And heartfelt and earnest is just two great descriptors for epic high in general, too, or for these types of epic high songs. Um, one thing I'll add is that in the album, I felt like the songs were kind of alternating between what I was saying are soft and hard, like we had Lesson Zero and then Rosario, then this one and then next one, then we had Laika again. And then so it just felt like they were <laughs> just oscillating between those two kinds <laughs> of levels of, of noise. Yeah. Um, uh, just to touch back on the music video again, the, the reason why I, or to add on to the, the the fact that I I personally liked it more, even though I think Rosario is a better music video. I personally liked it more because I felt like I could understand the message of the song better, even mm-hmm. though I couldn't understand the lyrics. Yeah. Um, I mean, then again, I was watching the music video, so I think the subtitles were there too <laughs> for uh, the lyrics. But uh, I I liked. I liked. I mean, obviously, Alan Mark loves this song because he loves uh, sad boy music. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was also liking it in that same way too because it just felt very poignant, like its message. I, I, I'm after watching the the documentary. Um, I really should have wrote down who wrote, said these lines. I'm, I'm gonna go with, uh, I'm gonna go with Mithra for this one. So he was saying this song. Or this song was kind of a straight up. Um, what, oh, it was Tableau. Sorry, Tableau was feeling all sorts of emotions from COVID nineteen, and he wanted to um, put that out in a song. And this, he specifically called this song out um, because he was feeling uh, feelings of uh, sadness, isolation, loneliness, um, and the reason why they called it based on a true story. Is because for them, they wanted to harness the feeling, uh, or they they wanted to harness uh, feeling like someone else's story is your own. Mm-hmm. So that that very much uh, comes through yeah. with this with the song and the music video. Um, and also to add, I really liked the juxtaposition with how all three members of Epic High they were they were out and like in what seems like the middle of the night darkness mm-hmm. around them while haze was you know all glowy right. beautiful but the even though they are it rightfully so epic high's setting would harbor these you know sad emotions the fact that they also had haze who is who should be you know in a pleasant place and happy is still feeling the exact same feelings so it doesn't matter um like where you are, what you're doing, um, everyone feels the same feelings. So yeah, that was cool to me. Yeah. Uh, and then I think just another little note is that the song and the video, they both had this touch of nostalgia to it, but not, mm-hmm. you know, we have a lot of retro stuff, but it didn't really 
make me nostalgic for anything. But this one, it has that general nostalgia that brings a little more melancholy, I'd feel, I'd say. I agree. Yeah. Um, well, we have talked a lot about just the first two of three ch- uh, <laughs> for two of three tracks and we're um we're almost at an hour oh, okay so so we we have a lot of thoughts for epic yeah. guy clearly but we'll we'll try to get more across um um because th- we can we can dedicate more than one episode to epic guy we're not but uh but just because well, this it's epic high part one so that's true we still have to go do NCT's part two. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay, real quick. You said NCT. Alan Mark's note specifically noted, as opposed to his comments on Lightbulb, uh, the arrangement can make, uh, can elevate a song from boring to heartfelt and earnest. And so if any NCT's want to go after him, please feel free to do so while he's not here on this Episode. Yes, you can email us at how you can yeah. eat at gmail.com. Stephen won't read those emails. Yeah. He'll only read the nice ones. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked uh, <laughs> we've talked long enough about Epic High, so we're gonna take a quick break and see you back on the B side. All right, and welcome back to the B-side. Um, like I have said many, many times, we like to play a game after we come back from the break. And yet again, Steven has left to play his game with just one person because yes. the last time I think Steven had a chance to lay a game on us was also the time where I was gone. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to continue the trend of never letting Steven's games actually count. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but it's funny because I feel like you spend the most effort with those games. <laughs> so like like, like last week or two weeks ago for Idol, I just came up with the game 10 yeah. minutes before we record. While Steven, on the other hand, probably takes a whole week to plan everything out. So uh, maybe we can find some way to have Alan Mark play the game on the side and then... Um, that way I mean, we can just compare who gets the most points. I don't know. I don't know what the game is, so I'm going to give it to Stephen, and he'll explain. I, I mean, I'll bring these back eventually. So okay, uh, okay. We, there, there won't be too too much work. But anyway, so I like to make these listening games, uh, and to, this week is no exception. But uh, it is not turn up the beat. As so, we'll, you'll have to wait, Chuck, another <laughs> episode for uh, us to play that. I really. Um, but I've lifted this game as well from Running Man, uh, that you know that show. So it's I'm calling it. Uh, I, I'll explain the name. I'm calling it Isak Toast because okay. there is a chain restaurant in Korea called Isaac Toast, which specializes <laughs> in sandwiches. So that's what you're going to be listening to: some <laughs> epic high sandwiches. Oh God! And yes. What you need to do is, well, okay. That means that there will be three epic high songs playing at the same time, <laughs> and I want you to identify the one from this album that we're talking about. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 So uh, the original rules were that it would be like one point per song, and then you, you and Elmark would like just ring in and say what you think is, and then you can guess the other songs. But first, you have to guess the uh, the the one from this album. So I'll keep that rule. Try to guess the one from this album first. Okay. Okay. Um, real quick, maybe we can do something where I played and see how many points I can get, and then oh, sure. Al Mark Al Mark plays it, see how many points he can get, and then um, oh, and whoever gets whoever okay. got the most points. So yeah, before this comes out, we uh, we'll find yeah, a yeah, way. we'll we'll have yeah. If anything, you just uh, I'll have to like monitor him so he doesn't play it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, let okay, me go just ahead. Just share my. I'm just gonna share audio. Okay, so uh, we actually were able to get Alan Mark to play this game as well. I know we were saying how we were just going to play it for fun, and maybe we were going to be able to get him, but we actually did get Alan Mark. So he's going to be, he's actually here with Steven and I, and so you're going to hear me playing as a separate recording, but you'll also hear Alan Mark playing. And just like we said, whoever gets the most points wins so steven and i know how many points i got (laughs) but alamark doesn't know how many points i don't so so you're gonna be hearing two different recordings of us playing the game so i'll uh i'll give it to steven and he'll start alamark's uh hades run of (laughs) isaac toast all right okay so there are four rounds but we'll start with a or so we'll have a practice round and then four real rounds, okay? Okay. So, oh, uh, yeah, so just let me know the volume of this when you hear it. Uh, for the practice round, you'll be hearing three idol songs, and <laughs> I want you to uh, pick out the one from I Burn, or like the last one. So, mm-hmm. okay. And also just, this is for just the uh, testing audio too. So I will start playing now. Wasn't that awful? <laughs> or you could say it was waffle. <laughs> yep. Wow. Oh wow. man, I only got Okay, so based on the the sandwich metaphor, I was only able to point out the bread. I couldn't okay. get the filling. <laughs> okay. well, oh no. Okay. Well, the the song was lost. That was like the one I was looking for. Uh, yeah, I didn't but, get lost. Okay, I only that, heard uh, uh, uh oh, and uh, da, 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 da. is that? Nah, is that nah, nah. Oh, that was uh, was that? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But anyway, uh, it might continue in this fashion because I slightly lowered the the gain for the right answer in each clip so it's slightly harder to oh, hear that's, it that's you're so, a genius. Uh, okay okay but, but the volume's good the volume's okay good. cool so let's just get into it uh, so here's round one all right and playing now <laughs> Oh, 
My guess, oh man, I don't know if I. Uh, is it Leica? That is, that was uh, Leica. Yes, you <laughs> are correct. Actually, it's Leica. Like that's oh, that's how that's pronounced. Yes, yeah. Leica, Leica, oh, like Leica the, the camera, Leica the camera, Leica the camera. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> we'll give you half points. I'm kidding. You get full points for that one. Yeah. Thank Did you, you happen job. to pick up any of the other two? I don't know the names of them. So okay. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is uh now I don't think I'd be able to get it. Is was one of them Nope, nope, not even gonna Okay, alright, that's fine. One one of them was Olympus <laughs> and the other one was Nikon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh for that one that was like their piano and uh female singer type song mm-hmm. so yeah. um that that was a clue for that one so good job we'll move on to round two thank you uh again remember the the theme of the song and i'll play now Oh god, this sounds like a disaster. Um my guess I'm gonna say was that was one of the song in there in self-defense. And there's only one song I think in this album that's heavy on the rap, and I think that's in self-defense. So that's my guess. That is correct. Uh, okay. Was it was it just a whole bunch of posse cuts? Yeah, so okay. name <laughs> one other one. Do you know one uh, other? One? I don't know if this in there. I haven't heard this song in a while. Was one of them um hold on. Was one of them Born Hater? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I thought I heard one of their one of the voices in there. Yes. The other one was called No Thanks. But, mm. Okay. So Alan Mark currently has two, two points. points. Okay. And so uh, we'll go round three. Oh, I wonder this one. Uh, I would like to see how fast you get this one. Okay. Uh, but okay, that I'm going to play a, it. That could be a that could be the tiebreaker. Yeah, Ooh. that could be a tiebreaker. So right. okay, and we're playing now. Is Rosario? Is it Rosario in there? No. Ah, oh, no. I want it. Oh. Damn. Oh, I just heard it. Oh no, I just heard it. I'm mad. I I think I heard the li- I heard the title of this yeah. song. Yeah, it's end of the world. Right. Sorry. You're right. <laughs> oh, I should have waited. I wanted to get the time in there, but it's not. I heard guitar and I guess Rosario, but uh, was that your final guess? I mean, I already uh, what are I, we doing? I already guessed it, uh, but I think I heard. I guess. Was it was it end of the world? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I should have yeah. waited. Uh, when you told me it could have been a tiebreaker, I I panicked. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, um, okay. It's okay. Uh, Mark has two, two out of three, and we have one. Okay, last round. Uh, 
I will give you I will, I'll give you a chance to, to get a point if you guess one of the other two. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. Ooh. But Ooh. okay. Ready? Playing now. Take an epic guess. Oh, I can't, I can't figure out what the song from Epic Highs here is in this. Oh my god. I, hope- I um I will say I I think I got this one played twice. Yeah, so. yeah, I can play so, it again. So to be fair, it. Alan Mark, you get you get a second time. Yeah, okay. This was the only song I got played twice. Oh, okay. okay. Was that Wish You Were? Uh, it's uh, Lesson Zero. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. That was, that was um, Lesson Zero. Damn it. Oh, my God. I should have gone with my gun. No. Oh. <clears throat> you missed the addicted knew... to the news views superstitions. <laughs> the visionaries glued to the television. Oh, my God. I should have. I got mixed up which one was which. <laughs> uh which, were, the, uh, were the which, other uh, songs other lessons? Yes, there okay. was one, lesson one and lesson one. four. Okay, yeah, yeah. but okay. Uh, well, well I'll leave it to you, Stephen, to uh, announce the winner. The winner of Isak Toast is Chuck, yeah. who got four out of four. <laughs> nice, congrats! Yes. But Good. thank you, thank you. Uh, I did need a little help for the third one, just because I I needed to wait to the end know, to hear oh, the yeah. title. Because he yeah he says the title in that clip. Yeah. The second one I just took a stab at because I was like, this sounds like the um <laughs> just like the rap regurgitation mm-hmm. like the ciphers. Yeah. So um anyway, damn job well done. Nah, you good job to you for getting all four. Damn, that that's hard, but I like this a lot. <laughs> This yeah. is great. I love this. This is like it's like the when you perfect put, amount of difficulty. It's like when you put all the ingredients into a pot, but before you actually do any mixing. Oh yeah, <laughs> or like making Wasn't a roux. it's like making a roux, but when it's still the disaster part. When you think you're doing it wrong. One time Wasn't I, that awful though oh. to listen to? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that like the most frustrating thing? Oh man. Because <laughs> like yeah. every time I would listen, I would just follow a different track, and then I'd be like, "Wait, where am I?" Yeah. Yeah. When when I was like putting the clips together, it was it was very it was like really loud the first time, and then I forgot I could lower the volume of each <laughs> track. Uh, oh man! But it was it was really fun to put together, trying to make it like hard. <laughs> but but 
uh, doable too. Yeah, that was the perfect, perfect level. Yeah, so I will bring that one back. I'll bring back the other one too. So, no, that, yeah, yeah, another I, week. I'll be excited to hear this one again. Okay, well that that is that was uh uh Isak Toast. Uh we appreciate Alan Mark for taking some time uh out of the busy schedule to at least record this game. Um let let it be known that I was the winner of this week. <laughs> all right, so. well all right, thanks. Uh <laughs> all right, bye. Yeah, okay, we'll bye see you later, Alan Mark. Right. We can't you. wait for you to listen to the rest of the pod. We we do have a we're about an hour and 11 minutes Man. in and we have not even talked about <laughs> track we've only talked about two tracks and so uh we'll try to speed this up because it'll be so funny for alan mark to just the, the episode that he is not a part of is the one we have the longest discussion yeah. with and he's probably like dang it how could have been a part of that so well in honor of alan mark we'll try to pick things up so the, we we do have a couple choices because uh, I I do want to leave the last three as kind of like a bundle mm-hmm. of songs for us to talk about. So I I let's let's just go with one of the songs that you uh, picked for the uh, sandwich game. Um, yeah. Or sorry, the uh, Isak toast, toast yes. game. Sorry. Um. Uh. And that's track number five, Leica. Yeah. Um. I. I I'm I'm gonna pitch it to you. Uh. What did you? What did you have? What were your thoughts about this beautiful, beautiful camera of a right. Yeah. I mean, immediately, just from that title, you, you can get a little more nostalgia, like. I think they're known for the having been film cameras. That's where like mm-hmm. they got their name. Um, I mean, where they made their name. Um, but so a little more nostalgia, more poignancy in this, and more piano based like uh, music on the. So I liked. I thought the beat was nice, but I did feel like it doesn't stand out for Epic High. If someone mm-hmm. else had it on their album, it would be a like clear standout. But <laughs> it, it's kind of common for what Epic High does, even yeah. though it is a really nice song. Um, like the, I think that it was a clarinet maybe uh, that had this solo or a sample, but that was really nice too. Um, and this song also had probably like maybe my favorite line. Or, or like four bars in the on the album where Tablo it starts with him saying I'm proud of myself proud of myself and then he likens or he compares um, his daughter's arms around his neck to like gold chains like those do not compare and like so I, I thought that was a really sweet line almost like like if you are his daughter and then you hear it it's like this gift that he, your dad gave you to keep forever you know and, right but, but everyone knows it too um so i i really liked that line you know you may have given epic high a perfect merchandising opportunity to have gold chains made out of uh 
arms. Arms. Yeah. Oh my god. It's like what the hell is that? Yeah. Yeah. Does um does Epic High have their own um light stick? I I don't know. I don't know. Because it should now it should just be arms. Yeah, and then like when the Dreamcatcher fans show up, it's like this gruesome battle. Yes. Yeah. On, uh, on, from the hill is where the Luna fans on their white yeah. capes and yeah. white yeah white like horses. Yeah. 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 Just coming down the hill yeah. like two towers style. Exactly. Um, okay. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> back to back to Leica. Um, yeah. I I I always. Uh, you know, now that you mention this is a great song, uh, if it was sung by somebody or, you know, performed by somebody else. And now that you're mentioning that, I I now agree with you. Like, that is that is a perfect assessment of this song because I I, I thought as a whole it was incredible. Um, Kim's... Um, Right. Kim's melody was, was very beautiful, very soft to me, and just very... Um, it 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 flowed just as well as like that piano um yeah sorry it, it flowed just as well as like the piano and the bass line mm. for me and um and um yeah it was a very smooth easy listening track um again with epic highs they 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 go back and forth with either being very like lyricist dominant and like having the the rap really take control of the song and then they switch it up and just let the melody mm-hmm. and let the let the beat um let the instruments take over and like they kind of sit back and then they kind of just come in when they feel like they have to but then still let the song take over and this was another one of those songs because like definitely like towards the end like their outro for the song was just all instruments like there's nothing that's yeah. where you heard that clarinet like it wasn't even like a um a bridge or you know um um a breakdown you know whatever it, it, they they straight up like right after like the second chorus or whatever was done they just started the outro of the song which was the clarinet yeah, solo yeah. or whatever and everything like that so um for me i, I it's 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 fascinating to to hear some of the the lines you've picked up because i i think for me i was getting lost more into the music and like i can um i can definitely pinpoint more I, i'm picking out more elements of that song um i mean obviously anytime tableau comes on like that's like you're you're about to like witness some like kendrick lamar level um mm-hmm. uh flows and like uh word choices um just to go back, we didn't talk about it, but one of the lines I picked up for Lesson Zero was, I mean, it just kept, I kept, whenever I would start the album again, I would just always latch on to the, to to keep the visionaries glued to, to the television or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's just, I I always forget how expertly skilled Tableau is with his lines. And, and in this one, like, he didn't really feel the like he starts off the song in like a very um like the top like the rap singing or like the talk singing type or it wasn't really talking it was just mainly singing the melody in like a very you know yeah yeah like as as a as a rapper would you know and so yeah i let's see what else did i write um i think that's it 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 gave me um um um, I, I felt from Mithra and um, Tableau that 
it 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 gave me a very like freestyle flow um very uh very just kind of like not really regurgitation of words but like where where you have kind of like this preset block of like just lyrical genius and mm-hmm. then you just unload it and it can work with any song and like this is the song that they decided to i mean obviously maybe they wrote for it specifically but um the flow it reminded me of like how people come in, in like sway in the morning and like kind of just oh, yeah. <clears throat> give out give out their uh their their free yeah. their, you know f- maybe, f- five fingers yeah maybe it's more like free association than freestyle i don't know yes yeah sorry yeah yeah that that's a better yeah better better way to uh um describe it no for one sure free associate apps do they <laughs> free <laughs> no, association no, no. rap at all <laughs> just i just spit out a topic um so yeah um just to go back to the documentary um mithra was talking was talking about how this song was about uh, people's obsession with social media mm-hmm. and how when you when you live life you live it through these lenses of um picture needing to take pictures and i mean it's very you know very common anecdote to say like live in the moment and all that stuff and so this song is very much um uh in tune to that for sure and so yeah yeah, i thought it was very uh very pretty song um moving on to track number six talking about a cypher this was a this is like a bt awards assembly of great rappers you have woo you have nuxel from uh uh future heaven is it future heaven or future haven uh forget i don't one of one of one of those names and then you have uh changmo and boy yeah do do they kind (laughs) of just let these three go and like do they they like just you know give them front and center the yeah, uh, it's just like a fun, like just five five it's, rappers. Yeah, I mean, Alan Mark pointed out that it's been a while since he's listened to a posse cut, and that's what this is. It's just like straight, straight rapping, like no chorus, just one guy to the next, and uh, mm-hmm. that that was great to hear. Uh, I mean, they do that kind of. I think because one of the songs that I chose for the game was also "Born Hater," like. That was one of their earlier, like tracks with a bunch of other features. So, I I mean I just, I like that the beat fit the song really well. Uh, what else? Right. Um, yeah, it was Code Code Kunst. It's part of the production. They oh nice are like all over hip hop, but yeah, it was it just fit really well. Um, yeah. I'm looking at uh, some more of Alan Mark's yeah. uh, notes and um. He he specifically calls out one Mithrogen throwing in some pandemic yeah. lines, and I think it, if I remember, it's like something about COVID nineteen or, yeah. or says something. Um, but it's just funny because you can definitely tell he wanted you to hear him say the word COVID nineteen or something <laughs> like that. So it's just pretty funny. Um, but I have to agree with him as well that Tableau's uh, outro hook is fantastic. Just going on with how great of a lyricist he is, like mm-hmm. he he. Um, he um he he's able to channel all sides of himself and like this one for sure was like in you know alluding to the title of the song um a group feeling um 
feeling uh, threatened and uh, having to be uh, on the attack and like being angry and trying to channel those emotions and then, you know, doing it in a way, um, you know, in a, you know, expressing those emotions right. through rap and everything. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's all pretty much what I had to say. I, I, I mean, yeah. um, it was fun to hear, hear sort of that uh, classic Epic High baseline continuing, but I thought specifically it, was borrowing from the same um, notes of Leica. So it was oh. kind of like a fun... It wasn't really exactly, but the... Um, the uh, Either the notes or the the uh, sequence... Or like, you know, the timing of the mm-hmm. notes. felt very... felt felt like they were me- um, mixing those two right. together. So oh. it was, it was, it was kind of cool. Like just to, again, something uh, I was only able to catch from... Uh, listening to this yeah. album over and over again so uh yeah um let's see moving on number seven um we are not gonna play what is chuck's favorite game because alan mark's not here and it's not fun um when <laughs> uh <laughs> when, when i have to disappoint only yeah. one person. <laughs> So, um, I'm just going to straight up start with, uh, for the discussion of track number seven, True Crime featuring Miso. I'm going to mention that I think this is my favorite song. Oh. Not, and so I don't think that, I, I don't necessarily agree that it's the best song in the album, but just like the music video for, uh, <clears throat> sorry, based on a true story, I think personally... I wanted to, with everything going or going on right now in life and in general, I wanted something like this song. And um, I can start off by saying that it was it was great to hear again the juxtaposition because the um, Epic High is very much known for again more um, the more of that conscious esque type of hip hop yeah. where. Where it's 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 they will talk about the hard topics or they will talk about the struggles or you know they will talk about emotions, and so this song starts off in in a very sad, um, you know, more um, you know, uh, in a very very uh, you know, calm, very again melodramatic tone. Even even as Tablo starts like singing, it's it feels like. Um, yeah, it, it feels like, uh, we're, we're going to get another one of these types of songs and then the beat starts hitting and then you start realizing it's transferring into like, sort of like a, um, uh, a, a, a sound, uh, sorry, a sound, a sad house beat and mm-hmm. like, um, comes in, um, comes in like, kind of like catches you off guard and like, like you start like wanting to dance and then almost as quickly as that happens they take it away and then they come back with the sad song and um just really quickly uh going back again to the documentary they they wanted to that's that's the that was entirely their intention with this song mm. they wanted to um mislead you and just to have you feel those mixed emotions because that's um i you can equate that to anything in life really right. like there there's going to be there's going to be sadness there's going to be good but you know like they're they're not um mutually exclusive you know they they have to be you have to experience those together and so um i thought i think once i started 
realizing their intention with the song, that's when it started really clicking for me and I started liking it more. Um, yeah, um, Alan Mark has some notes, but I, I, I'm curious to know what uh, you uh, thought, Stephen. Yeah, I, I didn't have too many notes for this one. Uh, I think one thing, the, this, the, this, uh, the chorus or like the words are she like opens up her chest. Uh, I think in Lesson Zero, there was also a line, like a similar line about like opening the ch- your chest, like kind of just getting to the heart. And mm-hmm. I, uh, again, I like the uh, how there's some connection between their songs uh, w- within the album or like to, to uh, their past work. But um, I think I actually wanted to pick up what on what Alan Mark said, which is what you were saying about the the drum and the beat, how uh, Alan Mark wrote that there's a, a kick drum on every on quarter beat for certain parts of the song, which uh, he uh, I think suspects was a what's called the four on the floor, which and <laughs> which I think is right when uh, when you have a kick drum on every like quarter beat. Uh, and it came from like the disco and earlier electronic mm-hmm. dance music. So totally. I think that's just what we we were hearing, or the the, the influence at least. Um, and Alan Mark says it that helps to keep the pacing alive for an otherwise slow song. Um, and he thought, yeah, he w- wouldn't like this, but uh, he really he actually did end up liking it a lot, and, and thought the melody was pretty. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, so we have three more songs left. And the reason why I wanted to bunch these up together is, one, track number eight and track number ten are super short. Yes. Um, and the main, the main um, you can say this is almost like a end-of-the-world sandwich, if you will. <laughs> An, um, a to- <laughs> Isak uh, toast, yeah. if you will. An Isak toast of COVID-19. Um, but... I I pulled a lot of um, analysis from that documentary because it's it's one thing to read the lyrics and have your own interpretations, but it's another to have the artists themselves basically straight up tell you what they were thinking of yeah. as they were going. Like they they basically song song exploded this this album for us album exploder. So um, Tablo was saying how he thought long and hard about what the final three songs of the album were going to be, and he wanted them to kind of have the same similar message and kind of work in tandem um, for the outro of the album. So um, I I mainly have thoughts about all three songs as a whole, but if there's anything specific you wanted to call out that you thought was cool from either of these songs, yeah. um, that'd be great. Well, let's, if you want, mm. we can start with Social Distance 16, yeah. which I, ha- I, I like, I, at first, before I watched the documentary, I was like, what the, I, I mean, I guess it's COVID-19, but why is it 16? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, I didn't realize that it was 16 bars. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. And so. Yeah, that was, I guess I didn't know what that was either. And then, but then you hear that they are just, they're just rapping again. Like it's just straight, uh, straight bars. Um, but what I, I, I actually like this a lot. Just, there were just two chords pretty much that there was, mm-hmm. but I liked the change between them. Um, 
I don't know what, what interval or whatever it is, but I, I just liked it, uh, whatever it was. But um, at the beginning, I've, and Tablo says, he, does, he says, like, turn my mic up. And then <laughs> yeah. I, I always think of, uh, I think it's Katie Delaney. She has yeah. the, the short video on Twitter where, like, <laughs> yeah. she, like she's like, the like engineer. Producers. Yeah, like, like Fat Joe. Yeah, or yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, hey, turn, turn my fucking mic up. It, like, what? It's on. What? <laughs> yeah, but I, I had, I can't help but think of that whenever I hear someone do turn. For, my for mic me, up. Uh, for me, I think of, uh, <clears throat> I think Dave Chappelle. Um, um, was it Dave Chappelle? Like when he's playing Dylan or something. Oh like yeah, that. I think that's a, that's what I think of. But um. <laughs> okay, so I, another okay thing I I looked. Or I pointed out, I probably, I should have gone back to the documentary because I feel like I'm looking into this too much. But uh, one of Tavlo's lines in this is, the industry makes me sick and there's no vaccine. But, and I was listening to some of their older songs. uh, And on one of his older songs called Butterfly Effect, he says, the scene for crack fiends and gun packing teens High on vaccines, magazines, and saccharine. So that came out in 2008. And the word I was uh, thinking about was, was where he says vaccine, where previously uh, it seems to be he's treating it as something harmful. But now, and now, I, I, maybe both, there are both used in like a figurative sense, but now it is more of a protective in, in this song um, mm. where he's referring to vaccines as something protective in this song. So I, I couldn't help but wonder, is it, is that representing a change in its position? It's likely unconscious, like, or, yeah. uh, and is it reflective of him becoming a parent since the release of butterfly effect? I um, think I, I I would I would agree. So a, a lot of the songs in this album talk about how he he could have. Uh, I mean, especially wish you wish you were like. There's a line about um, being a stay at home dad and having his daughter say say stay stay yeah. home dad. You know, so he he very much is more self reflective uh, of his career in this album, and not only just you know not only uh, COVID, but just um uh the his the entire career as a whole because this is the 10th album yeah so it's a kind of a monumental um achievement and so it's just um it's you can't help but look back and like think about um how you were back then and how you are now and like like that that how much you've changed and so i think we can officially say (laughs) that Tableau is no longer an anti-vaxer. Anti, right. Okay, thank God. <laughs> yeah, just just so we can like let that um, get be on the record, okay. and we'll we'll actually take that out and make that a promotional clip for this uh, <laughs> podcast episode. Yeah, I'll um, I'll take down my my group, my uh, anti-Tableau group. <laughs> so. Yeah. That'd be so funny if there's a vaccine actually named Tableau because that name in its own sounds like some prescription drug that you would, yeah. you would take. Um, okay, sorry. Uh, jumping ahead, uh, let's go back to number nine, which is being the main chunk of uh, this trilogy of outro songs. Mm-hmm. And, and I, 
I, I start off my notes saying guitar, parentheses, Steven special, because I, I just figured, um, at, at least from the start, I figured that like, if there's a song that Steven would definitely play, it might be this one. But then again, it's just like two chords playing back and forth. But I, I just imagined you performing for this song <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, but I, it's not necessarily has to be your favorite guitar riff in the, the album. But for me, at least, it just felt like um, I, I just pictured you probably the uh, one performing the song. I would want to learn more. Like, mm-hmm. but I think I do like the sound of the guitar on a Rosario more than yes, on this yeah. one. Um, for sure. Yeah, I, th- I just in general, I think I prefer like. Guitar acoustic guitar sample over mm. uh, like actual playing, <laughs> or, <laughs> so. But uh, yeah, I still. I mean, for me, the actual highlight of this song was the vocals or G Soul's vocals on this. Or I guess yes. he he's credited as G Soul on this, but uh, is is he Golden also? I I, I, forget. I forget what his name is right now but yeah uh, G Soul's vocals on this are really good um to bring up Alan Mark's uh oh yeah Al- Alan Mark's notes it's funny because we were talking we're talking um talking a little bit you know we're we're, we're very nice about these or <laughs> we're very nice yeah. to these songs but um some of the notes that Alan Mark uh, he's a little bit more critical especially with um this song He's saying that it's too repetitive for right. him, and um, and for social distance sixteen, <laughs> he said, and I quote, "Thank God this song is short because I really wouldn't like it if it was a second longer." Yeah, <laughs> so, I get that. Yeah, I think also I, uh, on an earlier episode, I think he was saying he just wanted to be straightforward when his neg- with his negative opinions so we should uh honor that with, by saying all his negative notes yeah. yes uh uh let's see um, <laughs> oh I, we can I, actually uh yeah we can yeah go ahead go ahead i was gonna say uh i hate music i hate I everything reading, yeah that's yeah wow that's so geez, weird just, for him to write. i know yeah. he doesn't he, he didn't even write the name of the songs he just <laughs> he just started like uh hating on everything he's not even talking about k-pop anymore it's weird well yeah well i mean there's a long list of groups and idols that he just doesn't like wow i mean (laughs) we can release this attributed to um i i wonder how much tmz would ask for this this leaked list of haterade (laughs) well uh, oh my god He, he really hates he actually hates all of Luna. Wow. Oh my god! Wow. wow, I can't. What a what a poser. Oh, <laughs> He's going to audition for the new group. Oh man! <laughs> wow, bombshells being dropped all over the place. Oh, and Jeez. why did why in his epic high notes? That's so odd. So bizarre. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Alan Mark, uh, you should never give us your notes because we're we're just gonna read them all out loud yeah. to the audience. Um, so just, just like, um, (laughs) just like the last, the last track is entitled, we do, we do wish that you, you were not, you were here again, going back to how (laughs) K-pop titles just like to remove one word from a normal phrase. So Alan Mark, wish you were, 
It's it could be here oh, or I wrote or here in my notes. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> you wow. just yeah. You just naturally your your mind just thinks of the phrase, but then you have to <laughs> Yeah, I forget what the the idol yeah. song was, but yeah, wish you were. <laughs> oh, I, I, th- I think they meant to say wish you were here but mm. but uh stylistically they decided to drop the here out i mean that I, I think that's reflective of tableau's cleverness as a mm-hmm. writer makes you think like it's like why is it like that I, I like to think about or i like to talk that way too i like to throw you off your game and say things incorrectly or mispronounce things so mm-hmm. um this is right there with it but um yeah, this is kind of like the first, this is like Lesson Zero, um, where Tablo started the album. He's now at, doing the outro, kind of. Um, I don't think he's necessarily summarizing all the thematic uh, elements of the album, mm-hmm. but more so um, just putting a a nice, uh, um, you know, just a nice period uh, like not exclamation point, but you know, just a nice ending Semicolon. to this story. Semi, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, period, comma, yes. <laughs> to uh, a full Sentences, colon. Yeah. Uh, maybe an ellipses because there's going to be a part two. So we, who we'll knows see. what part two is going to? Um, uh, who? We'll see if we actually record that yeah. episode. <laughs> but One but of yeah, us won't I. Be here. <laughs> It's gonna be all of us. All of us are not gonna be yeah. here. It's just, we're gonna just release an just, episode. That, I'll just release just some silent. clips of some games. Like, <laughs> what, what is this? It's just a jumble. It's, of- it's just silence, and then uh, and then the the little like preview tracks I play just yeah. pop in every now and then. All all twelve <laughs> tracks played at the same time. <laughs> what am I guessing for this? Yeah. My. Uh, well, that'd be that should be your future game. Just like yeah. combine a bunch of songs from the same label, <laughs> and then and then see how many songs you can pick yeah. up. Okay, <laughs> um, but uh, I would like to conclude with the the last the last um, quote, I guess, from the documentary from Tableau to kind of round out. Um, Actually, no, I'll save that for the very end of our discussion. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I don't have anything else more. Uh, I mean, again, I pointed out I like the line where he talked about being at a, being a stay-at-home dad. He's more... What, what I figure a lot of these um, artists, uh, not only K-pop, but just in general, like people who come back, kind of do these, you know, comeback tours or, you know, release new music, they come <laughs> at it with a different mindset mm-hmm. and... While Epic High never lost what made them Epic High, they're doing it through a new lens with um, everything that's going on and doing it um, as, as you know, as husbands, as fathers, as people in modern society and as people with, um, who are also going through a, a very deadly pandemic. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I I thought this was it was per, it was kind of perfect because I I'm sure they didn't intend. I mean, uh, some of these songs were produced during the pandemic, but I think when they started, they didn't realize that what they were about yeah. to uh, create. So, um, yeah, I don't. Uh, do you have any uh, ending thoughts on? Uh, I mean, for this song, like 
I it, I thought it was interesting. Just like it kind of felt like, and I'm I'm waiting to hear because I forgot what they said in the documentary. But I'm I'm waiting to hear what what to hear you say what they talking about. But I kind of felt like maybe they had these extra like ex- emotions and feelings they wanted to express, but maybe it wouldn't be in a full song that it that's kind of just how and it fit within this short little thing to at at the end which isn't unusual or surprising coming from from them um because i feel like they've had things like that before that take you to the same place musically and then you, you can just hear again like tablo's expressing himself right Exactly. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm excited to be back to Epic High. I, I'm gonna go back and listen to more recent. You know, not this album, but you know, I, I forget their last release, but you know, the more recent ones, and and like really see, re- really go back in time with their journey and just kind of see how 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 they've evolved and um, I'm probably going to just lo- love those songs as much as I love these songs from this album. So I'm excited to see what's, uh, what's coming in part two. Like a lot of part twos are coming or like a lot of groups are releasing yeah. these part twos. It's, it's just like a, they have all this time in the world to just create right. music. So might as well release them in tandem. But um, overall, what did you, uh, h- how are your feelings about, this album i know we kind of touched yeah. upon them at the very beginning but like just in general like um i mean i i would i think it's safe to say the three of us are epic high stands for sure mm-hmm. just because they've they've been a part of our k-pop journey for a really long time and it's just always like great to see a group that breaks the mold from what we're used to mm-hmm. with the like you know bombastic energy bright colors like this is this like Dreamcatcher and like all the like rock like rock groups like just it's always like a, it's almost like a disservice to categorize them as K-pop though also you know yeah there's, there's yeah. someone I think I just saw it on Twitter who was like adamant about saying that K-pop isn't a genre or like a musical genre because mm-hmm. it it just I guess it more covers this a set of a, a ge- more geographical than. Anything. I, that's yeah, that, not what they were saying, but uh, they said like it's not really musical genre. Itself. Yeah, people think uh, pop, and then they think like, oh, it has to be like American pop or something yeah. like that. Um, but it really, in this case, just stands for popular Korean music. So, which could mean anything at this point. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, about the album, uh, are um, you uh, are you yeah. a, a big? Uh, are, are you are you back? Are you excited that Epic High is here? Yeah, is back I, I here. Am. I mean that that title, Epic High, is here. It does. It, it makes me think that they are saying again, like this is what we sound like, or like mm. we are. It just really felt like them. Um, and I yeah. think what you were saying earlier about this being, I I took this more as a package too, like. I, my favorite song on this was Rosario. Like, I guess usually I don't always pick the the lead single, but mm-hmm. I just felt like that was kind of the newest 
sound or uh, for them to to explore. And that's uh, what stood out to me the most. And it's just a great song in its own right. But um, overall, I think thematically and musically, it it just was all, all worked really well and sounded just it was very familiar and just like really well put together uh so yeah let's see what part two will be like yeah who knows maybe it'll be uh like a full like 180 yeah. and it's just a bunch of happy songs the choreography like. <laughs> yeah oh, wow <laughs> oh, this is pretty good <laughs> oh. Like whoa, Mithra! Yeah, it's like I didn't. It, it, it would make yeah, it would make sense for them to to <clears throat> do some pop and locking and, <laughs> yeah. and all that and all that stuff. Um, I like I said, I wanted to conclude our discussion of this album with just the last um, little quote from Tableau when he was trying to um, wrap up the documentary, mm-hmm. and so he said. Uh, the concluding message of this album is, yeah, it really does feel like the end of the world sometimes. And we are living in uncertainty and fear. But if it's the end, let's love each other like it is. Mm-hmm. Let's live like it, dream like it. That's what I want. That's really what Epic High is really all about. That's what Epic High, since the first album till now, has been trying to say. So, mm-hmm. so great, Wise great, words. great. Yeah, I know. Great discography. Great ten albums. I mean, the the, the loss of hair is phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> that alone is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But um, I I'm I'm happy that uh, Epic High is still here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly, and still continuing. And um, I, I didn't realize this, but one of the notes from Alan Mark is that Tableau is forty years old. Yeah. Oh my God, I cannot believe yeah. that. They, they feel so. You know, they're, they're obviously not in their twenties or you know their teens. Mm-hmm. They're not like uh, your modern group, but they're in their own right. They're like in their own realm now. Like that, they, they don't have to be associated with K-pop. They can be. Yeah, great hip hop artist signed oh, by Stones Throw or something like that. One thing I didn't mention was that like Mithrajin raps pretty much exclusively in Korean. Like he doesn't even throw in, he barely throws in like that random English word. You right. Know? So yeah, I really it, it's harder for me to appreciate. I guess what he's saying sometimes, but I I, I do like his his flow and like is the rhythms like when he raps but i think uh i do tend to focus more on tableau because yeah i can understand some things more easily but the, it just uh, i don't want to take anything away from from because i'm sure he's doing a lot of wordplay and he has or like just at least a lot of meaningful things that i am not getting because i'm not looking up right. all the translations I'll have to agree with you in that one. While while Tableau um, hits you with the uh, the thought provoking like wordplay, um, I think Mithra's um, his cadence is his his uh, his his flow is really what I gravitate to because yeah. it's just the sounds like they're so perfectly um, 
uh, blended together. It's yeah. it's great. It just so, yeah. I think really testament to his horror core uh, background. <laughs> God, that video is so good. If it's you haven't so had a chance to watch, um, was it BuzzFeed or yeah, who, who did that? BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed's yeah. uh, BFF uh, test video or like you know quiz video with with all three members, and clearly Mithra and uh, Tableau are BFFs. Yeah. So with two cuts just <laughs> being in the background. <laughs> so I, uh, I know. Well, maybe, well, I think they're close too. But no, 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 no. I MCs, uh, MCs maybe have that yeah, special yeah, connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the, the all three of them uh, remind me a lot of us. Uh, yeah. That being Steve and Alan, Mark and I. We, um, I guess I'm the two cuts. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Who, okay, who would be who? Okay, oh, let's I'm... let's end let's end it this way. I would say Alan, Mark is Tableau. Yeah, me too. I would say you're two cuts then. I was gonna say I was two cuts. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're you know you're music extraordinaire. So I don't like music. <laughs> I don't know Radiohead. I actually don't know any Radiohead. So I like no OK Computer as the album. But I'm like uh, Creep, and then yeah, um, I genuinely mm, Kid A. That's else? their album, right? But yeah. I don't know <laughs> the songs on them. I can't tell you anything. So I am too cut. Oh man, now I gotta grow a goatee and, and uh, speak only in Korean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll start learning. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, Stephen. That was that was incredible. <laughs> the very like first, <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when uh when you and I are are, are on yeah. tech. We we can just talk on and on. It's it the the episode just flows. We in we in fact are hindered by Alan Mark's presence. <laughs> <laughs> so Wait, you listen to that footnote. Are you listening to that, Alan yeah, Mark? Here's another footnote at the end <laughs> of the very bottom of his notes. They Stephen and Chuck talk too much. <laughs> Wow, I guess. Oh my god! I mean, Al Mark. I mean, you could have just said you you don't want to be a part of this podcast anymore. Yeah. Like, you don't have to like passively, uh, <clears throat> passively aggressive. Wait, passive aggressively? How do you? What's the? Passive, ooh. What's the ad? What's passive. the? Aggressively, I'm passively. Alan Mark would know this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Alan Mark, come back. Yeah, we need you. We need your grammar and punctuation. <laughs> We need uh we need you to help us out with words and everything, but yeah, that was that was fantastic. I I, I had a lot of fun. yeah, that was that was fun. It, it was just so easy to talk about Epic High, also. So it's just uh, too bad, so sad, Alan. Yeah, like, I, I know mean, you wanted to hate on them. So much, <laughs> I would have loved to have heard like his thoughts on all, all of the songs and like to flesh out some of his notes too. So <laughs> I do think yeah, it would have been nice to hear his his full thoughts on the album. Well, uh, we'll we'll leave like five minutes in the yeah. whatever the next episode is to for him to kind of just regurgitate all his his did, thoughts. Did he ideas. say what his favorite song was in the notes? Uh, I think he wrote a Luna song. No, no, no. Uh, I don't think I don't think he put. I'm I'm gonna go with you know what I I, I can safely say Rosario because he has that I that has so the most too. notes. Yeah, yeah, that has the most notes. Um, so. We'll we'll say on the record, Alan Mark's favorite song from this album was <laughs> was in self defense. <laughs> yeah. Wait, with our acceptance speech, probably. Uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. He has, uh, well, wait, yeah. What song? Uh, was end of the world. There you go. Oh it's yes, the, yeah. the, the song oh, that was yeah. too. Re- the song that was too repetitive. Yes, that, for him. that's his favorite. It is his favorite. Yeah. Okay, thank you everyone again <clears throat> for listening. It has been so much fun. Yes. Please make sure to check out our other episodes. We have a ton of other albums that we've covered throughout 
the past couple of months and we will be recording even more episodes because it just seems to be a never-ending torrential rain of releases so that's great for our business that's for sure um but when you're checking our podcast out make sure to leave us any ratings or reviews on your favorite podcast platforms we are on every single one if you need uh so no matter what home you have uh we're probably going to be on there um you can also follow us on all of these socials at how you can eat and you can even email uh positive um affirmations um uh you can mail um really weird fan fiction if you want to steven mm-hmm. at how you can eat at gmail.com and if you want to send <laughs> any nc <laughs> any nct criticisms you want to send to alan mark you can also send it to uh how you, at the gmail account subject line why why are you hating I guess. Uh, why you hate now, Mark? Man, mm-hmm. he he is gonna have so much fun listening to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> they talk about <laughs> me a lot. Or like they talk about yeah. We, we talk more miss, about we do miss him. We we talk more um about Alan Mark than we did about Luna. Oddly <laughs> yeah. enough. So we we are uh um we're a Stan Luna anti Alan Mark <laughs> you better be listening to this part, Alan, because yeah. because uh, the joke's gonna be the joke. Better, uh, yeah. I don't want it to fall flat. So uh, <laughs> for uh, for Stephen and I, it has been our pleasure being your leaders. We are wishing you well and a safe <laughs> uh, week. So long and uh, take care. Yeah. Stand stake. Best friends forever. <laughs>